Two movies enter, one movie leaves as we watch two Tullys. One coming out in theaters right now, starring Charlize Theron. The other one from the year 2000. All today's There Can Be Only One Podcast. Welcome to the There Can Be Only One podcast where we find two movies with the same title that have nothing to do with each other and watch them both and then determine if either one or both need to change their title. But I'm not going to be doing this alone. My name's Robert Allen. Joining me today is Herman Omega Prime Davis. This might be a very unique one from ones that we have done in previous podcasts because hmm. this is a unique name that has nothing really to do with what's going on in the situation. Yes. A character in the movie is name this so you c- it's not even like a a simple name either it, no, was, it was it was a weird thing to find that there was another tully sitting out there and what's even stranger about this about both of these is one is a first name the other one's a last name yeah so it's it's um it's a unique find because it probably won't happen again and unless Diablo, Clode, Co- Di- Diablo Cody, the person that wrote the, the, the one that's out in theaters right now, that's Holly. Unless she's just a fan of this film, it's just kind of a weird coincidence that it happened. So, yeah. yeah. And have you heard, I mean, have you ever heard of the 2000 film before we uh, no, worked on this strange podcast? As, as all these things happen, uh, whenever, whenever I go through my crack researching skills of finding this, mm-hmm. Uh, a Google? lot of it, a lot of it, has to do with box office mojo. They're usually kind enough if uh, they post something on there. If there is a duplicate, it'll have a year next to the name in order to create a unique value compared to the other one. So if you go and list, you know, look at the yearly list of uh, all the movies that are that have come out, which is something I do just to keep a uh, running tally of how many films have been watched this year. Right now, it's at thirty-one. And uh, at the end of June, it, I need it, I, if if to keep up with last year's stats, it needs to get up to forty two. But so eleven more movies here I come. I think <laughs> I think I'm at fifteen. I thought I've been like lagging behind, but when I go back and look at actually what I've been watching this year, I actually been going to the movies a lot. But I just don't feel like I don't feel like I. That's have a been. good try, Herman. Fifteen. You know? Well, hey, it's better than most people. Uh, that's that not named true. Robert Rob. <laughs> Most people do not do this. Yes. Do, do not uh, succumb to doing stuff like this. Uh, today's movie that I watched was Disobedience because I couldn't find anything else that I was willing to sit through. And I, w- <laughs> I can't even really recommend Disobedience. It, it's a strange film. It's, it's Rachel Weiss is doing uh, unique work. Like somebody who uh, you he, not necessarily dropped off the face of it, but stopped doing the films that she was doing, like action-packed films or sci-fi getting, films. She was getting typecast because that's why she stopped doing The Mummy. Right. Uh, so she's been doing much smaller films. She was in a film called My Cousin Rachel last year, and this 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 one is of the same Did ilk. she play Rachel in that movie? Yeah, her okay. name was Rachel in that as well. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're just definitely like... Uh, they're going for an indie circuit. She was also in The Lobster. She's been in a lot of films that just don't make the mainstream. Mm-hmm. So it's just like a... Uh, 
that's the push that she's doing now. Like she figures those are the films I can do. Well, you talk about your movie you watched today. I was watching um, Valerian since we had that discussion. <laughs> oh last. shit, you and, did? And yeah, I see. What, I haven't finished watching. I got thirty minutes left to watch it. Oh, you don't need to bother. With the last yeah, I, I see what you mean. I was like. Oh shit! I hate to admit, I hate to admit that Rob was right, but damn, Homeboy do not make good sci-fi movies. It's not that he does make good sci-fi films. The two leads that he has for that movie are are not who they should be. Like they they're just not that good. The sci-fi in it in and of itself is great. Mm-hmm. I think the first five ten minutes of that movie is great. Like whenever they're uh, building the space station, yeah, that stuff is uh, one of those things. Like the beginning of Watchmen, where you you have a. Uh, a good cro- like a good way of giving you exposition without having to go through like a uh, uh, just written word or somebody like speaking about yeah. it. Yeah, you, you're seeing it visually. That's that's what a movie's meant to do, and it does a great job on showing you that stuff. Yes, the cat is moving over there, Herman. You know, he, he, <laughs> can't grab my keys. I didn't want to start up my car. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay, so uh, he uh, Herman saw both. Uh, he he. You went and saw Tully. I, I I saw Tully like a good week ago. So it's mm-hmm. it's not fresh in my mind like it is with Herman. But to get everybody else caught up to speed on this first Tully that we're going to talk about, let's put out the trailer for Tully starting right now. No no no. Do you know what a night nanny is? They take care of the baby at night so mom and dad can get some sleep. I don't want a stranger in my house. It's like a Lifetime movie where the nanny tries to kill the family and the mom survives and she has to walk with a cane at the end. Get over yourself. Mom, what's wrong with your body? Hello. I'm Telly. I'm here to take care of you. I'm just not used to people doing things for me. I hold a baby all day, and then nighttime rolls around, and I'm supposed to just switch gears. Like, hello, I'm all sexy now. And we're back, everybody. Yes, uh, this is the third collaboration between Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody. Are you familiar with either one of their works? Yeah, uh, Diablo with uh, Juno. Yes. Can't say I'm familiar with Jason Reitman. Is he in charge of Juno? Ivan? Oh, he is? Oh. <laughs> that's, that, that's the third, one of the three collaborations we're working with here. Well, Diablo. The other, the, the other one is Young Adult. Those are never the, watched it. Okay. I think the only Diablo film I watch. Um, is now, now you make Juno. it almost sound like it's uh, sinister, like a, the only not? Diablo film I've watched. <laughs> I, uh, you, you've seen okay, so you've seen Juno. You you didn't see Jennifer's Body. Yes, I did. She okay. wrote that. She wrote that one. Damn. She's directed only one thing. Looking at uh, the list, her, her her list varies from doing movies to TV shows. She also uh, is uh, maybe she's the show creator, not necessarily a showrunner for uh, United States of Terra. Okay, and One Mississippi, which was something that came out last year. But she's also written some other stuff. The the things that she's written for for movies uh, have not gone to as much success as she's had with Juno, mainly because it it was a very uh, quirky kind of film. It labeled that at the time. In in the same vein, like it came out around the same time as like a Napoleon Dynamite, where these were films yeah, that it came feel out like oh seven, huh? It. Uh, well, it, it, these yeah. are these are movies that, like, in that sort of generation where people are looking at at movies that 
that that are instantly quotable or uh, liked for for its odd oddball characters that are associated with. Do you it. think they called it quirky because it's something they can't understand because it's the new? I found Napoleon Dynamite and Juno's like new age. Like that's when I watched those movies was when I realized and I was getting a little bit old because mm-hmm. I was like saying to myself, I don't understand some of this stuff, but it is funny. And I, I and like especially with Juno, I knew I was getting old when I actually um felt like I related more to um. To the father character, I can't. His name is escaping me. J.K. Right? Simmons. J.K. Simmons. I related more to J.K. Simmons in Juno than the the young people. So I was like, "Oh, I'm getting old." Yeah, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah, <laughs> you're not relating to the kids anymore, Herman. Yeah. Sorry to tell you that. That's that's just how it works, baby. Yeah, I know what they back was had in this new fad they got going on. Right. Jason Reitman's done a lot more directing. He uh, did Up in the Air and Thank You for Smoking. Those are probably his biggest films. But the films that he's done lately have been met with mixed results. Uh, they just haven't been that interesting or as groundbreaking or whatever. He's definitely like not a great influence on his directing skills. He's just more of a good collaborator, which is something that is missing from a lot of directors. Gone are the days of the directors that are just like tyrants on the set mm-hmm. that are just being angry at their uh, the, the stars and trying to push them to the limits because now people feel like, they need to shelter these these poor actors and actresses from the the fire and fury that comes out of the directors. You've seen that uh, these big blockbuster films. If you watch a lot of doc, uh, like the the behind the scenes stuff, like I do, they find directors that work well with their actors and actresses. Not mm-hmm. necessarily are great at their craft, but people that uh, that work. Uh, that try to bring up the best of of their uh, performances by being like sugarcoating it as opposed to like with the steel whip which is something that used to be a thing like if you see old documentaries like with Stanley Kubrick like the the shit show that he put Shelley Duvall through for The Shining like she said I'm losing my hair he's like go with it That's what I'm looking for. Perfect. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, they're basically friends now. They're not like... Um, yes, of course they are. Yeah, they're friends. They want to no, go out. No, they're not. They He's go... dead. <laughs> no, I'm talking about directors and actors now in today's oh, okay. time. They're friends. They want to go to the Starbucks and get that macchiato coffee shit that I don't like and um, have a powwow and stuff. When you have old school directors who's like, no, 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 you're not doing it right. Do it right. like this. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Which one is it? Right. You know? Yes, Herman. Yes. We've we've all had that boss. Don't have to like relive it right here. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. But this is the second film that uh, Diablo's worked with uh, Charlize Theron as well in the lead, and she put on fifty pounds specifically for this movie, and it probably was filmed before she did Atomic Blonde because mm-hmm. they they held this one back for a while. So either. She did Atomic Blonde, then gained fifty pounds, or she gained fifty pounds, then she took it off her Atomic Blonde. No, I think I think it's a letter because I read that uh, she actually was depressed after this movie because uh, she, she had a hard time losing the damn weight. Well, that's what happens, man. Yeah. <laughs> but I got—I mean, Charlize Theron is uh, man. She's one of them actresses that I was just talking to um, somebody earlier after I watched the movie. It was like whether it's Monster, where she made herself look bad. You know, she also mm-hmm. gained weight and. You know, a bad fool sub face could get like breakout and stuff. Or what is this movie where it's called makeup, Herman? Or what is this movie where she gained weight and stuff? I still was like, say, man, I don't care how she look. I'm, I'm still doing her. I'm, I'm still doing that. 
Good on you, Herman. Yes, yes I'm, good I, on you. Yeah, I take that. You know, fair enough. Yes, uh, th- it's it's very rare that you you hear about method acting when it comes to actresses, mainly because may, they they probably don't bring it up as much, and it feels like it's just Oscar bait, especially since she's her only Oscar one is from from doing the thing in Monster. Monster, mm-hmm. and really, that's not a film that that has stood the test of time. A lot of uh, films where you get somebody goes through the torture. It's not necessarily like a film that's going to stick around. But if this was, if this Tully that we watched, this first one, was released in the fall, you could possibly see another Best Actress nomination. But because it's released around this time, it's probably not going to happen. Nah, I, I don't see it. I mean, it's a good movie as far as like acting goes, but but that's the point. That's that's what you want from your actresses' performances. You don't have. Uh, the tentpole f- movies that you do with actors, where it's just a sweep across the board. Actors' films are always films that never get nominated for any other category. It's strictly based off the performance of one okay. person in the film. You're right. You're right. Okay. And and I, I, I and you get that a lot with this one. Uh, so if you're if you didn't get enough from the trailer, uh, the the movie is simply this: uh, Charlize Theron is the mother of three. They even in the credits have Ron Livingston, who is her husband really low on the list trying to give you the idea that she's uh trying to do all this stuff in a world that doesn't want her to exist and that's always the 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 milestone that you want to have in these things you want to create the conflict uh before coming up with the solution and the solution in this she has a brother that's uber rich and used a night nanny and this night nanny like did wonders for the relationship so tully comes into their life and then the movie begins. That's basically what you get. You get the snark uh, social commentary for about 20 minutes of life mm-hmm. that exists around uh, this area. She's probably uh, dealt with a lot of this because that's what you do when you're a writer. You want to you wanna get your own life thrown in there somehow. And, uh, and then you introduce whatever the, the chemical into this, into this experiment, and then you see what happens afterwards. I, I can say I enjoyed it, considering the the amount of films I've seen so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is probably going to be up there, at least in the mid mid rankings of films for top ten films. It's mm-hmm. definitely worth recommending. It's it's one of those things that 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 will definitely surprise you, and more importantly, and I didn't think this was going to happen about halfway through the movie. Um, it answers all the questions that you have. Be, because it doesn't stop at any point to explain certain situations that occur in the movie without being trying to be as vague as possible in this things things occur in the movie without any sort of uh, reliable explanation. But by the end, you're like, oh, okay, well that kind of makes well, sense. Well, see, I kind of got the idea. I'm, I'm gonna try to stay vague too, but I got the idea. No, I'm not talking about them and uh, anything in in general. Yeah, I'm I just got, talking about like things that happen in the movie. Yeah, are done without explanation. As like it's just going along. Yeah, I'm not gonna ruin it because I think okay. a lot of people. But no, I'm saying like I knew what was happening in the movie. Um, no, you didn't. I, I I'm sorry, right? I know you ain't gonna believe me. No, I'm not. <laughs> but I knew what was happening. I mean, speaking as a father of three and understanding um having a having an ex wife that um that that she don't she's she don't want to get diagnosed, but I, she <laughs> Now we're getting personal in Herman's life here. <laughs> I don't, I don't break, want. I, I don't. And he's like breaking down. He's not sure what he's trying I, I, to say. I, I, I ain't gonna say it because I, I, I might tell you this off the air. But 
just, just <laughs> Sorry, my, you're going to need to pay premium prices to hear, hear Herman's story. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I can't say that because then, like, you know, I, you know, I don't know who's going to hear this in the future. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. this will be preserved for for all time. Hey man, we we live in a different age where whatever we say is never going away. Now, yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, this is hours that we've spent. Like uh, yeah. one of the things we did not remark on for the last episode is we are at one hundred and one on this. Yeah, we have spent uh, all close to like uh, considering none of these are an hour long. We'll go eighty five hours okay. talking about just talking the, about yeah. it, but not even putting in the hours that we did behind right. the behind the scenes. I know, huh? Whatever. Setting up all these what? props and stuff. It doesn't doesn't setting up all these kits that we do. We we just <laughs> we just regulated what movies are consumed. That's all that's happened. If if this didn't happen, mm-hmm. uh like we didn't have a, a point for any of these, yeah. I would have still watched them and now we're we're uh sugarcoating it to the point or like aiming it enough to where if it's a movie that's out in theaters, we just make it easier to find something mm-hmm. online so we don't have to sit down and watch yeah, two we, movies. We, we basically we not we not really made, we not really getting paid off of it, but we basically is like padding our resumes. Like, yeah, we was we, yeah, we host a, a, a podcast for a hundred no, episodes. Just, it's getting it's getting lazy is what's <laughs> is what's happening. Like, there's no there's no real motivation to find like the the names. Uh, change for these things. It's just like, oh, well, this is close enough, and that'll work. Like, there's, yeah. there's no weird experiment. But if there was for any of these, this is probably the strangest one of them all mm-hmm. because you're voluntarily naming this character in your movie something. Yes. And now there's another character in a completely different movie. Just name that. There's well, no real, there's no real significance on the name. It's not, it's not played into the plot whatsoever. Like the the name Tully itself does not stand out. There's oh the, no the 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 name in Tully for Charlie Theron movie, it's a throwaway Tully. It's not even it's it's only mentioned one time in the movie. It's one mentioned time. several. Yes, it is. Several. Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. Don't look at me like that because then it causes pauses and I have to go okay. fix the pauses. Okay, 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 okay. If you say so, I'm gonna go ahead and believe that. Right. Even though you don't believe me that I knew what was happening in the movie. No, no, I, I mean, don't. I'm telling you, I knew what happened. But uh, I don't think it should keep its title. I really don't think so. Well, of the two, uh, the Charlize Theron one makes more sense. And, the, and w- when we talk about the second film, I'll, I'll explain my mm-hmm. reasoning behind this. Because, because if you have a movie that isn't just about a slice of life, and neither one of these films do, do that, and that's, that's refreshing, where, where you actually have a situation that you're dealing with and getting past that situation. You want the situation to be the focal point of the film. And more importantly, and you never saw the trailer for the second Tully that, that we'll uh, talk about later, and I hate bringing it up for this, but it's a comparison of these two films. The second film, uh, when when uh, when they had the trailer for it, it's about, like, this guy, he hits on all the women, and they're not, you know, like, they don't, like, and he just doesn't know how to set a relationship with them sort of thing. I was like, that's not what the movie's about after watching what we watched. No, it's definitely not. No. Uh, but what's important about the, the Jason Reitman and Diablo Cody and the Charlize Theron version of this is the, in, the, the thing that causes the shift in the film, the, you know, like the, the predicament, is the title character, is Tully in this mm-hmm. case. So... I have no problem keeping the title Tully, but but if you have another title, let's hear it, so uh, I can boo hoo it. Um, post depression. No, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. 
it doesn't need to be uh, in your face yeah. on on something like this. I, I don't. I don't think. The, I think that takes away from that movie. The wet nurse. Because that's what they. That's what they prefer. Well, prefer that to. sounds like it's a horror film now. What you're what you're throwing it out there? You, you might as well just be wearing like that that typical nurse outfit, but she's got like a, a syringe and it's filled with poison that she's going to poison you with. And since we say this word uh, at the beginning of these podcasts a couple of times, so Kirky because they meant Kirky. They're missing it a lot in the Kirky. I'm, I'm, I'm saying it wrong. I can't say. You know, I can't say it, man. You mean you mean from Star Trek? No, is that, is no. That... <laughs> Kirky. Kirk, Kirk, <laughs> you almost had it. You were you were very close. I'm from New Orleans, people. I'm okay. going to throw that claim out. Quirky, yes. It did, this film really didn't have the quirkiness in it. Not as much as the other ones do. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to go feed the cat. You can <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, the movie since Robert interrupted me on my thought and stuff, I was trying to get out. The movie is very entertaining. Like he said, Charlie Theron basically carried a movie. The whole nine yard. I mean, Ron Livingston played a typical husband that was just there for support, basically. Like, hey, we need somebody to say another line, but she can't be talking to herself. Hey, Ron, come up in here and just, just, just grunt. And that you now go back, go back, go back, go back. So basically, I do recommend seeing this movie. I just don't. I, I don't know. I, it's getting a lot of love uh, it, later in late, its later run just because there's nothing else really well, to watch out in theaters. I'm going to tell you what bothered me. <laughs> you had like a three-week period of nothing but Infinity War, and then people were like, well, we saw it five times. When, the, when, <laughs> we've got to see something else. The theater was not – it was half full, basically, right? And oh, for yours? Yeah, it was actually half full. Well, well that's, small, that's good. Mine was not. The theater so. <laughs> fit like about six people, so it was about 30 people in there total. That's impressive. Yeah. Because, yeah, the, the, the screening I went to did not. And not they cool. was laughing. That's what drew me off a little bit because they was laughing at stuff that was like, that's not funny. That's not funny. Okay, now that was funny. Uh-huh. You know, and I laughed, and nobody laughed when, when I laughed. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on here. So people heard your laugh. Yes, like specifically. Yes, yes. Okay. But I, I have to say, if you do go and catch in the movies, I almost applaud that one of the trailers. I mean, that Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood uh, trailer, the documentary, Yeah, I almost want to stand up and applaud for it just from watching the trailer. <laughs> That was a pretty damn good trailer, man. That, that was at uh, that, that was over at South by Southwest. I, yeah. I watched it. It's a really good movie. Yeah, it'll it, it'll definitely be out in theaters. Like yeah. they're 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 pushing it hard. It's it's rare that any of those documentaries make it into like a uh, a, a a run mm-hmm. out in theaters. But they, it looks like this one's oh, gonna man, be that, one of them. If the so. trailer does it, if, if the movie does the trailer justice, it definitely should be good. That trailer was just like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in the words of Herman, it was wow. It was whoa. All right, but yeah. but okay. So since we we brought up the second one, what well, it's gonna be tough to just call it other than in you the know, in the know, year two thousand Tully because the the people in it not necessarily are uh, well, you just don't have the recognizable name like you do with the other other film. But uh, before we do anything, I'll, I'll we'll play that horrible trailer uh, right now. See that light. When I was little, I used to think of it as my own private relay tower. I think I could use it to send messages to anybody I wanted. I could just stare at it, and I could communicate with God or Muhammad Ali or anybody. What's it like to drive women crazy? You're not bad at that for a youngster. I think you'd welcome a little girl trouble around here every now and then. I'm not going to know what to say. I'm going to get too nervous. 
That's how she knows that you like her. Guess Earl's found a girlfriend. <laughs> you know, I don't think I've ever seen your father laugh outright at a single thing. I can't remember if he ever laughed. Well, he must have really loved her. What's he doing in there, anyway? It's like he's on some kind of mission. He was in there all last night. Can I help you something? Your father here? Get away from that poor smacker, boy. Are we in some kind of trouble? Tell me what in the hell's going on! Yeah, you bring your boyfriend here? <laughs> no. What the hell are you doing with Ella? Earl, nothing happened. You keep it that way. And we're back, everybody! Alright, just looking over the list of people that are in this in this film, uh, the, the most notable person in it is is the guy is the lead character uh, Tully? His name is Anson Mount. <laughs> it's, a, it's a weird ass name, yeah, yeah, but he's is. been in two previous films that we've done on this podcast. He was in Crossroads and he was in Safe. He's been in other things too. He is, I've seen that he was the lead. Uh, he was Black Bolt in Inhumans this past uh, year. Right, and the 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 main girl that that is uh, opposite him, Ella. She has been in a lot of different things, mainly TV. Uh, but but the uh, the top filmography that they always have on IMDb is their later stuff and she plays the coach in Itania but she's got like 55 credits on there but they're they're these faces that look like they could be other people they're not necessarily people that you would recognize unless I pointed out the film that they were in you're not going to be able to point these people out like mm-hmm. the Anson looks uh, like a cross between Jim Caviezel and Billy Crudup because they both look alike too, and, I, and they look nothing <laughs> like that Thirty Seconds to Mars guy. Sorry, they look a little. He look a little bit like Jared Leto. He to does me. not. He does I'm not. Just saying, he look a little like Jared Leto. But it's all about a small town and uh, the family that is, is dealing with a crisis. Uh, basically, Aline has been put on their farm. Uh, the the main the father his name's Tully as well. So the main actor is Tully Junior, and he has a brother named Earl. And they don't have a mom, and uh, you find out uh, the the entire reasoning about why the lean's put and put on. But it it uh, dredges up a lot of stuff about their past. Uh, it does a great job of not only establishing relationships between other people in town, but uh, creating uh, things that may kind of come out of nowhere on this. It's not, and and that's what uh, I find refreshing about this movie is they actually created. A situation to occur in this film to work around because so many of these independent films, because I, I watch a ton of these things, have no plots. Mm-hmm. They are just there to service uh, the the characters that are born into this world. Nothing occurs that causes them uh, like a beginning, middle, and end. Like you're not sure when mm-hmm. this film is going to end. The, you once once this film started, you had a good idea how this thing was gonna yeah. go, uh, was gonna ha- like how it was gonna end because it's not about a slice of life of, of how these people live, yeah. because that's how the trailer I, portrays it. It's I tell you, this this how I thought it was going in. I thought that uh, you know the Tully Junior, he was gonna be a womanizing woman around town, then fall for the um for the nice girl next door who's trying to become a vet gonna be some drama in between them he gonna he gonna mess up the relationship he gonna cheat on her then he find redemption he wins back her heart that's what i thought this movie was gonna be about yeah i think you tricked me into watching the criterion film here <laughs> because this movie was damn good actually well you don't like criterion films. i know so that's why i say no it can be tricked me because i actually liked it <laughs> i was like damn no this this film uh it, it had a lot of praise on imdb and from watching the trip <laughs> 
just throwing it away because Herman immediately picked up the noisiest thing on the table. Jesus. Why'd you want to touch it, Herman? Are you a cat secretly? Is that what you're trying to do? It was right there. I was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh boy! No, this this film had a, a lot of love on IMDb. Of the two films, they're both both of these films are high on the IMDb marks, which you you usually get seven point four for the two thousand uh, Tully. The two thousand and eighteen Tully has a seven point three. So the okay. the two thousand one is a little bit lower uh, or a little bit higher. Excuse me, but but glowing user reviews on this. The strangest thing. The, the person that directed this, uh, her name is Hillary Birmingham, never Birmingham. directed anything else. Wow. She's she, uh, done, there, huh? there was a, well, there was a short. Did she uh, die? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, you think it's like one of the, like that uh, uh, waitress situation? There's just not much information, at least on the IMDb page about this. Uh, she's just listed as a producer, writer, director, and there's a crew shot of her for Tully, but that's about it. Uh, that the the uh, the filmography that's listed with it, uh, she's like miscellaneous crew on some other stuff, and she's a producer on some things. Uh, but they go as far as 2016, so it's not like uh, she she might have died or anything. She just might be doing something else, and that's a, it's a weird one and done because this film is really good, and then she just kind of disappeared. And I think it had a lot to do with, when it comes to independent films, at least at the time. Very limited information that they have on the film itself on the trivia section but the most telling thing about this was that it was originally <laughs> called the truth about tully uh-huh. and then it got changed because there was another movie called the truth about charlie <laughs> so you you know like how it works with like the politics of, of these films there's a very good chance that this got released and just got kind of pushed under the rug yeah. because they were afraid it was going to interfere with some other work that was out there uh, this is not an easy film to find. Uh, it is only available for like two bucks on either Google Play or uh, for YouTube. But I highly suggest renting it. It is a yeah. really good film. Well, I was looking at the awards. Tully actually won the director's uh, won four awards. Not nothing big. They won uh, film independent Just spirit. Just the Oscars, Gold yeah. Globes. You know, she got her egot from this film. Los Angeles the- Independence Film Festival, Newport International Film Festival, which. Going to a film festival since I have been to one now, they uh, they kind of practically an expert now. Herman. They kind of give away these awards, so I guess I guess that's why you know you really can't go by these film festival awards too much because they kind of like. Are yeah. you are you saying the films that you champion for the fantastic? Yes, that you I went am to saying that. Were were not the uh, the true winners of the festival, yeah. and you felt you felt cheated. No, hurt. Not necessarily. Dad. Your heart was ripped and stomped on like not so many. Dad, I think. What I seen was they made up awards just to appease some movies. Like, I think Body, Assault, you know, a lot, like, I think five or six different movies won awards. Yeah. But, you know? but there was, like, 90 films in there. It's not like that they were giving awards away to everything. They have various categories when you go to these festivals. That's why they separate these things. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and it happens a lot more in South by Southwest where they, they specifically have genres – uh, 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 made out for you. Like there's the 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 uh, fil- uh, festival favorites. There's mm-hmm. the midnight films. There's the documentaries. Then you have the narratives, and then so on and so forth. Then you have the headliners. You know, like the things that yeah. people actually want to see. It, it it's uh, they're 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 created to have these because people want to express their feelings for each one of them. That's why you get to rip 
and and choose like that that little that little piece of paper that they give you after each one. That's a little bit of you in that award there, Herman, for every one that you give. Well, just like my life, it really just got a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So uh, the rest of this cast, uh, there was a couple of there was like one face where I I, I recognized the uh, there was uh, like somebody else that came into uh, the film uh, without giving too much away. McAvoy. Uh, I I don't I don't remember his name, but but. Uh, but it, it's funny to see like the what what the list of all these other people have done or are doing because they all seem to at least have decent amount of work. So it's it's definitely worth like really I'm like as much as you might go see that Tully out in theaters because it's convenient to see mm-hmm. that film out there. This is one lo- worth looking yeah. uh, to find. This out is of, this is a really good film. Out of two hundred and two movies we watched, this is like the fifth one we both agree that you need to go watch. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's rare that we find. But that's what's fun about this. It only takes 200 films yeah. to find these five nuggets in the middle of the sand somewhere. Yeah. That's all you're looking for for these things. I mean, do you are you willing to put it above Crossroads as the best hidden gem we found? Uh, oh, I'd still have Drive as the best hidden gem that we found. Drive, Drive. Yeah, yeah, the one with Mark Dacascos and Kadeem Oh, Harrelson. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Crossroads, it's not necessarily a hidden gem because it's a Walter Hill film, but yeah. it's... It's definitely one of those, and we're not talking about the other crossroads that this guy was in. But, but anyway, uh, the reason I think that the title for this film needs to change is because the instigator, the, uh, the, the, the catalyst for getting these things started isn't Tully. This film isn't necessarily about either one of the Tullys. It's Irene. Okay. Irene's the one that does all this. And since it was originally called The Truth About Tully, this should be called The Truth About Irene. Yeah. And it would cover this film without it being, like, too overly, like, suggestive oh, wait. or something. What about, couldn't it be called Me, Myself, and Irene? Yes, it should. Okay. Yeah, so we can watch that other one. <laughs> <laughs> what about There's Something About Irene? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, every single one stuck yeah. on Irene, and yeah. uh, what was what was another one they did? Hurricane uh, Irene. They did the Three Stooges, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, no. That this is easily like one of those those films that uh, uh, that I recommend, but unfortunately have to agree that the name has to change. And it's funny. Um, we uh, maybe maybe looking up the interviews uh, to find out more about uh, like the other. Uh, Tully, maybe maybe there is influence on this because do you know anybody famous named Tully? Just doing a search of Tully on Google doesn't help because of the the films out there. So it's not uh, like the immediate thing to find. But but finding a disambiguation of Tully, do you think there is anybody famous at all either called first or last name Tully? No, the only name is not Tully. I could think of somebody named Tully, but not Tully. Oh yeah, Tully from uh, Sesame Street, right? Sure, whatever. Yeah, Tully you're, from you're Sesame mentioned, Street. You, yeah, I, you, you can say whatever you want. So, okay, so Tully can be referred to a list. Okay, here's a list of people with a surname of Tully. Uh, the Marcus Tullus Cicero, sometimes angelizes Tully. He's a Roman orator and statesman. There was Alice Tully, an American philanthropist. Uh, Joseph Tully. Uh, notice all these are last names. Of Tully, that also pulls more into this because it feels like the first name is is Did just. Why well, you just type in famous Tully? It is a it is a surname of Irish and Scottish origin, and the spelling varies from Tally Tilly McTully MacTully <laughs> MacAttila O'Maltilly, so on and so forth. Uh, 
It is the 3,489th most common surname in Great Britain, and 3,147 uh, uh, with 3,147 bearers. Uh, so this is not even something that it makes it overseas. This is more of a European name. Oh. But there is a clan Tully as well. I just thought about the House of Tully from Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, okay. So the given name Tully people are there's a model, there's an English swimmer, there's a there's an actor Tully Marshall. Oh, mm-hmm. this dude from 1864. So I'm not. No, he's not anybody recently. This is not a common name that's thrown out there. So the more we look into this, the more it looks like uh, the the first name Tully doesn't make any sense, unless that they were uh, like it was a weird sort of misspelling, and it's just something that they never brought up because they brought up that his his brother was named Earl, even though it was supposed to be Errol. <laughs> And it was just misspelled on the certificate. It's no, just the dad never said anything about it. It's, it's Telly Monster, not Telly uh, Monster. Uh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. it wasn't even a real person you were talking about? No, you yeah. were talking about a a puppet. Yes, that was on there. Yes, yeah. He never. He, man, go ahead. Don't, don't talk about Telly now. Telly's a man. Uh, sure. It was probably named because of Telly Savalas. More than more than likely, because yeah. it was what it started in the '60s, '70s, whenever he was a lot bigger out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, not necessarily the uh, the name that rolls off the lips of kids these days. I <laughs> they're, they're seriously doubt like anybody even knows about uh, Telly Savalas. Like they don't show uh, reruns of Kojak anywhere, so it's not like a it it, it doesn't come up at all. So yeah, 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 I think it comes up. Is that your way of trying to talk on the on the microphone? Yeah, Just yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I I think it comes up. I think kids prefer to each other as Kojak. Hey man, you think you Kojak out here? I think I think that happens on the schoolyard. But uh, even though we're renaming it, and this is something that we we've, we've had to we've had to address more than once on this podcast, even though we're renaming the the film from two thousand, I I actually think the two thousand film is a better film than the Diablo Cody film, and uh, it, it's one of those that that. I'm glad I saw this one because it's it's getting harder and harder to find films when I'm watching nothing but things that come out now and, and trying to recommend something. I mean, we're we're we we've got a bevy of uh, uh, summer films that are coming out that are going to be based off of another name somewhere, and none of them look that impressive at all. But it's nice that we can find one of these like diamonds in the rough in order in order to continue this streak, like every once in a while. And we hope that we can find more, but it's not. <laughs> it almost feels like this is the last one. I, I was like, we found one more. Yeah, I mean, we were doing a good streak because I was surprised we found so many movies. Oh, but the movie you know. part, like the movie part, is we don't need to find any more of these films. Yeah. They're they're out there. Mm-hmm. It's just not as noticeable to people. Once you start like honing in on it, it's like those three D posters. Once you start honing in on it, you start pointing it. It becomes a lot more obvious that there are films out there that do it. And I, yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> All right, good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why you're on here as color commentary, Herman. Yes. So you can just back me up on anything that I say. Yes, you got it right. You want you want to bring up anything else before we we get out of here? Uh, no, no, I'm good right now. Okay, uh, not nothing about like like you're you're just gonna be around town. Oh yeah, anything? well by the time you this come out, we gonna have uh, the Rick and Morty mobile at Tin Roof. I don't know why you're advertising it because it's doing all the advertisement that you need. Uh-huh. It's like, hey, we're not going to get enough people out there. So it's, it, I'm glad that we're throwing this bone mm-hmm. to an event that happens the day before this this uh, podcast gets released. But I, I was just mentioning like just anything that like 
you know, just like normal stuff. Hey, there's trivia out there. Go out and see it. Hey, there's yeah. improv out there. Go out and do that. Yeah, yeah it is trivia. Like, uh, mostly, I wound up going to Sunday trivia, not most because it's, oh, boy, I'll get my words mixed up. I tend to go to Sunday trivia because it starts at 5. I only really like to stay out late at night. Speaking of um, late last night, when I text you about Port Royal trivia for 8 o'clock. Yeah, yeah. It really was for 10.30. Wow. I started to text you back, but then I was like, I'm about to go with my butt home and no, go to I was, sleep. I was, I, was yeah. out, I was out of town. Okay. So. Yeah, so I was like, nah, that's too late for me. <laughs> but uh, Sunday, if you can't stay out late like myself too much, um, and you o'clock. And you want to deal with specific food items that might be available there, but also <laughs> there's like a huge line, so you might not be able to eat it because people are weird about that sort of thing. Come out to the Overpass Merchant right there on Perkins Road, Overpass. Their food in general is good, but for whatever reason, they don't like cooking there. So they'll bring yeah. like some food trucks. Hey, did you see the the place on government opened up? Like they White had Star the, Market. Yeah, that market opened yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, and I, and I, I dropped off a, a regular of mine's there. Yeah, and he broke down to me what it was because I'm thinking it was like one whole restaurant. He oh. said, "No, it's a assortment of restaurants combined into one building. It's a it's a fancy got, food court, is what it is. Because they got lost upstairs. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I see, I see what Barry was trying to do. Yeah. Yeah, they're, it, that's why they're shortening that road over government to make people like to make it feel like it's more neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Like, but it it's going to be shit driving down it. So, uh, good thing I don't uh, work out uh, closer to the capital anymore because uh, driving out there would suck. Mm-hmm. But eating there, not that big of a deal. Probably. You ate there yourself? You ate there so far? No, I haven't oh, okay. eaten there. Yet. I heard so some they- good places: Chum Yum Fed and. Um- yeah, taco. We don't have too many tacos. specific ramen places in town, and that's like a really big deal now. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's that's become the new flavor of the month around here. So, well, okay. But anyway, that's all uh, for that local advertisement. And uh, talking about Tully once again, the Tully that's out in theaters, you can say Tully. That's fine. It's a stupid name. It doesn't matter. It's a name. But it led us to this film that we saw from 2000, which we loved, and now we're changing the name because we loved it so much. Sorry, you are now called the truth about Irene. For another There Can Be Only One podcast, my name is Robert Rowell. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Good night. <laughs> yes. All right, all right, now it's on. It's on. We, we yeah, got, we I, can, I can tell you the story I've been holding back since Friday. Oh, Good. Thursday. My bad. We went and saw uh, Deadpool. I, I didn't tell you this at, the, at that point because it was like I, I was still processing what was happening. So I, I don't get food very often when I go to the movies, but I hadn't eaten dinner, so I was like, I'll go with the thing that I like most, and that's getting both M&M's and popcorn and mixing it in together. And it'll be great, but the thing with the M&M's is you gotta put it in, like, one wave at a time. Yeah. You can't put it all in at once. That's stupid. That's just wasting your M&M's, because then you're, you're gonna get nothing but popcorn, because the M&M's are gonna fall to the bottom of the thing. So I was putting uh, the bag of M&M's in the cup holder next to me, and when I went up for phase two, I noticed there was an M&M still sitting on the cup holder thing. And I'm not picky. I don't care about that stuff. I was, I mean, you saw me. I was picking up popcorn off the ground. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I ate it. It was a Reese's Pieces. <laughs> yep. I ate, I ate somebody else's food from a previous showing. Yeah. Because no, I can just imagine you popping it in your mouth and then you realize, like, hey, that got peanut butter in it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't order those kind of M&M's. No, I did not. Yes. Yeah, and yeah, it, it popped that sucker right in my mouth. I was like, well, 
got this in. I, I don't know what's So the real question is, did it go good with popcorn? Is that something I need to try? M&M peanut butter with a Reese's Pieces I with didn't, popcorn? I didn't think to like spit it out or immediately put popcorn in my mouth just, uh-huh. just to try it. That that was not the, the frame of mind. It was like, Jesus, what's wrong with me? That was more... More, more what I was thinking at that moment, not necessarily like, hey, maybe I should experiment with what I have in my mouth at the, and and I can uh, then tell Herman because he needs to know about this. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, and I was already laughing most. So I probably broke, broke out laughing at that time. At that sure, point. sure. Yeah. All right, you ready? Yes, yeah, sir. Ready to get started? I'm ready. Let's do this shit. Okay. <laughs> 